Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number five in the book of Jude. We're going to do a doxology today. Let me tell you what a doxology is. Ology means uh, speaking of. The doxa part is praise. It's a glory of God. So it's the speaking of the glory of God. But we're not going to emphasize that today. We're going to emphasize what's in a doxology for me. So we're going to kind of look at the doxology, a famous one, from the end of the book of Jude, and we're going to ask the question, what's in it for me? Here's the doxology, two verses, verses 24 and 25 of chapter 1 of Jude. You've heard this before if you've been in the church. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority, before all time, and now, and forever. Amen. And that's the end of the book of Jude. So I'm going to break it down, and then I'm going to ask near the end is, hey, what's in this for me? So he is able to keep you. So the Lord is interested in our preservation, in your preservation. And the Lord has an ability, he is able to keep you. So he has an ability that is directed at your preservations. And specifically, he is able to keep you from what? To keep you from stumbling. And do I care if I stumble? The Lord cares if I stumble, so probably I should I should as well. So the divine meets the 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 follower or has the potential to meet his followers where? At stumbling points. So, Lord, hey, I'll meet you at the stumbling point. So think about, hey, maybe something caused you to stumble yesterday. Was it the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, or the pride of life, as it says in 1 John? Or what caused you to stumble? And and let's be ready to ask for help at the point of stumbling. All right, that's number one. He's able to keep you. The second point is he's able to present you in a certain way. And before his amazing glory, and he's going to do it joyfully. And what is that? He's going to present us blameless. So here's the big spiritual problem. is He's glorious, he's perfect, he's holy, and you are not. And so how do you, art, uh, how do you answer the, the call to or the charge to be holy? And he imputes righteousness. He substitutes himself. He makes all the the spiritual heavy lifting of atonement and propitiation and satisfaction and declaring innocent. And he is able to present us blameless. So if we ask, hey, two things already, what's in it for me? Number one is he's able to help, help now when at the point of stumbling, and then he's able to help then at the point of being presented blameless. And then the other thing is this characteristic of God, which we have to speak of, is he does this with great joy. He's he's using the future, a future joy, to help the presence. Remember in Hebrews 12, 2, it says, look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And perhaps this is the joy that he's referring to, the joy of presenting you blameless. I think it's at least part of it. It was his great joy goal to get you to blamelessness. And how strong was that that goal? Well, it was crucifixion strength. It was a crucifixion strength desire 
that he had. And I think that he thought of you and that he was motivated to endure the cross to get to this point to be able to present you as blameless. So this is his not only joy, it's his great joy. So to have you standing blamelessly is a great joy of the Lord. So great that I think he endured the cross to, to, to have it. So envision someday that we will be presented blameless, nothing to be ashamed of. I had things I was ashamed of yesterday, and we're going to have a whole lifetime of blamelessness. How do we do that? Well, he has to do it. He takes the blame, and he rightly earns it, uh, and he does it joyfully. And then to the only God. So then we describe some great characteristics of God. Be the glory. And here's my response to recognize and appreciate and declare and verbalize this glory. So recognizing and appreciating these four characteristics that are mentioned here. Glory, majesty, dominion, and authority. So he has glory and then we glorify. That is, we speak of it. And then we appreciate his majesty, which is kind of like the size, the grandeur, the greatness of his splendor. And then we speak of his dominion, which is kind of the location, the, 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 the power and rule of this authority. And the last one is the authority, which is like the official scope and the power of his footprint. So all these things we have underlying it is a savior. So the Lord is to be recognized for all these things. When? Then it tells us, before all time, before all time, now and forever. So he had the characteristics to be worshipped before time. And if I could turn back the clock, the point is, I think we should worship him then. And if I could time travel forward, I should worship in the future. So Lord, you are interested in my and our not stumbling. And may I be as interested in it as you are. May I invite you to the, the stumbling points or the near stumbling points where you can demonstrate your help. Lord, may you present us blameless and do it with great joy. Another great characteristic of, of, of you. And this bundle of glory and majesty and dominion and authority. And I ask, I know selfishly, what's in it for me? Well, help. Help on this 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 day when you are able to keep me from stumbling. And then on that day, when you present me blameless. And then on the past day, when you saved me. So what surprised me today about this wonderful declaration about the truths and the glory of God is that there has real benefit. What's in it for me? These things help and blamelessness. It has real application. The majesty is big enough to help me. And the dominion that footprint can extend over the border that is me. And the authority, that demonstration of his power, is enough to be of some use and to help. So I know I've looked at this selfishly, kind of as a tool, but I think that the selfishness, what's in it for me, has served to magnify him, to magnify his characteristics, to, to emphasize the joy and the delight that he takes in, in putting these powers that he has, the majesty's dominion, authority, and glory, putting those power to effect and to help. So I know I've looked selfishly, but I think it's revealed God. To him be the glory. And my prayer for you is this doxology. Thanks for listening.